Hello and welcome to Sh- We're Reading Dirty Books. This is Saylet. And this is Kalina. And we are a podcast who reads and reviews paranormal romance novels. Thank you guys for joining us. Yeah. We're happy to be back this week and reading more fun books to share with you. Mm-hmm. I have a quickie for you, Sals. Let's quickie th- this up. If you inherited a haunted mansion, <laughs> would you, and you had to live in it in order to keep it, Shit. would you keep it? Oh. Would you live in a haunted house for a free, to get a free house? Okay, look. <laughs> <laughs> if it's anything like the house in this book, yes. <laughs> okay. But if there's anything sinister in like, you know, the movie Sinister, um... <laughs> about old death and weird shit that's like really evil and scary then i would sell it i am mm-hmm. a, okay here's as someone who doesn't believe in ghosts i'm really scared of it <laughs> 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 like the whole paranormal aspect of it mm-hmm. like shit that's such a hard one i think it really does depend on the situation Obviously. i could I can tell you right now that it would be very difficult after, you know, like reading different stories, watching different movies <laughs> and stuff. Dana would do it in a heartbeat. He wouldn't, it wouldn't let him phase him. And so I guess I have that. It scare <laughs> the shit out of the boys. I could tell you that right now. It would probably scare me too, honestly. Yeah. So that's a hard one. You yeah. know, I-, I would like to keep it. I would too. I think if it, yeah, obviously if it's Percy from the book. Yeah. It's fucking awesome, right? Mm-hmm. Super easy. That's an easy task. But, you know, if it's some of those other haunted mansions. If it's. <laughs> if it's a horror film haunted mansion. Yeah. No. I usually tell them to just leave. I'm like, why are you not leaving? Get if out of that like house. If it's like The Conjuring. Fuck you. I'm not fucking living in. No. Keep no. it. Yeah. Burn the no. fucker to the ground. Bye bye house. <laughs> But yeah, I mean, I don't really believe in it either. So I would typically be like, yeah, cool. I get a house. Yeah. But the mind is such a powerful thing, you know? And so I would just, I would be fucking with myself the whole time. And I would just be scared. Like my hair would turn extra white. It's Mm. already almost all white. (laughs) It's not almost all white. (laughs) What do you think? Like 25, 20%? Yeah. I mean, it's just the top. It's true. It is very weird. It's just right in the middle of my head on the top. But you can't. <laughs> That's in the front and the back. You can't really tell. It's in a weird spot. But it's pretty. Mm, thanks. Cool. Yes. Well, that one was fun. Oh, yeah. now I'm like, now I kind of want to go find one. I know. I want someone to leave me a house out of the blue. You would live in an abandoned church. Like, I absolutely. Re- redo it and like would get a- turn a church into a house. I think those are fantastic houses. I, I, they're usually, well, I would like to think that they're like really beautiful buildings. Not all of them are, but some of them are really gorgeous. But that would turn into a really amazing house. And think about all the parking you'd have. I know. So much parking. <laughs> so much parking. <laughs> uh, I've, I've, I've looked at that a lot. I've looked at abandoned churches and thought i could turn that into a cool house oh my god if you do i am in on that project <laughs> cool yeah i think that would be awesome All okay right. so for this week's book friends we read betwixt by dorinda jones narrated by tracy odom is this the first of a series it is yes yes and it's called betwixt and between okay is the series And so far, I think there's three books in it. Four. Okay. Awesome. I don't think the fourth one's out yet. 
I can't tell if the fourth one's out yet. Doesn't matter. There's a fourth one somewhere. Either there may or may not, or not be a fourth one. <laughs> <laughs> you want to click notes at? All right. So, Defiance Dane is from Arizona. Her life is kind of coming apart. She just divorced her husband. He took everything in the divorce, the restaurant, the house, the savings, everything. So she's left basically with an apartment that she's being evicted from and her beat up mint green bug. (laughs) Silver, uh, what's it called? Uh, Volkswagen uh, bug. Volkswagen. I mean, I wanted. To, I know it's a bug, beetle. but I wanted beetle. <laughs> the, <laughs> the Volkswagen, because it was the only thing she had in her name before they got married, and it's the only thing she got to keep because mm-hmm. she didn't. It, it sounds like she didn't fight very hard to keep anything, no, and she, she allowed them yeah. to take advantage of her. But anyway, everything we get that. But she gets a notice that she has inherited a house in Salem, Massachusetts, and she just needs to show up within three days and take possession of it. And it was left to her by someone she doesn't even know. And she's like, well, it's something. <laughs> I yeah. might as well go and do this because she doesn't have a job anything. or anything. She, well, she sells notebooks journals. on <laughs> journals on Etsy <laughs> that she makes. She's like $12 <laughs> a month. Is what she was and then she also lies about them being like died with the consecrated grounds of a <laughs> vampire coffin or something awesome anyway so she's pretty cool and she's just like whatever life's going this way i might as well go see what this fucking house in salem's about so she shows up she's skeptical that you know signing paperwork is going to lead to her somehow like financially responsible for something she doesn't have any money to you -hmm. know take care of but she does it anyway because she's got this weird idea in her head that you can get out of anything in three days yes (laughs) There's like yes. some kind of magical three-day clause <laughs> that lets you out of whatever decision you've made. <laughs> She's like, I got three days <laughs> to get out of it. It started off with three days, which they did give her. But then that's she... how long, yeah, until she had to take possession of the yeah. house. But but then she went with it and started creating her own three days to make this final decision. Yeah, it's funny. It's funny. <laughs> so. She moves into the house. She's she finds in the house a super sexy dude named Roan who wears kilts and no shirts a lot of the time and is fixing shit all the time. So kilts. Oh fuck me, please. I need to fucking buy a kilt. Not for me, obviously. No, that's not as fun. No. Mm. Oh, those tactical kilts, which is what I assume he's wearing. It sounds so hot. <laughs> But anyway, so Roan's hanging around the house. A scrawny little cat named Ink is hanging around the house. Mm -hmm. And she discovers that the woman who left the house to her, Ruth, good, has also left her a video that kind of explains things. So she's like, okay, well, this will help. Dun-da-da-da! She's her granddaughter. (laughs) Or Ruth is her grandma. Ruth is Defiance's grandmother. Real Um, biological grandmother. Biological grandmother. So Defiance was... Adopted as a child. She's mm-hmm. raised by two wonderful dads. And this is her grandmother who's finally, after death, gotten in touch with her and left mm-hmm. her a creepy old house that everyone calls Percy. Even yep. like the the lawyer who handed over the title and everything was like, that's Percy. Yep. And he's cranky. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I love it. So she's trying to figure this all out. Turns out she is a witch and not just a witch, but a charmling, which is one of the three like created beings by the old ancient witches of Mesopotamia. They put sources of power into these beings because they were trying to create a balance between 
the patriarchy that kept killing them and, Mm -hmm. you know, by giving women some power with these charmlings that have their own internal power instead of using witches usually use external sources of like nature as power this defiance and the other two can use their own internal power sources to do magic but she needs to figure out how to do magic because yes. she's been do- not doing it for 40 years so <laughs> been a Since, while. Uh, her mom did die supposedly That's- protecting her we'll figure yeah. that out in the next book we're gonna have to figure this oh, yeah. out <laughs> it ends pretty abruptly <laughs> there's a pretty big cliffhanger at the end yeah. but her mom- so according to her grandma her mom died you know because someone was trying to take uh, defiance's power and so then ruth put a spell on her to disperse her power and to put her safely in like arizona far away away from witches and, and witchcraft and and give her to the the two gay guys to raise because they knew they knew her history but that way they would protect her and, and kind of keep her safe for her whole life and now she's back she's got to become a witch she's got to protect herself because as soon as her grandmother died the dispersing spell the the protection spell has worn off and so she mm-hmm. has to do it herself so she has to learn all this magic stuff. People keep showing up at the house and asking her to find things because that's what Ruth did. Ruth, Everyone knew Ruth was a witch and she would find things for you. And that was kind of her hobby, but also her uh, income source, yes. or her, her, her job. Yep. And so everyone still wants her daughter to find stuff for them. And she's like, I don't know how to find shit. So she starts using that and figuring that out. Her ex-husband and his mom show back up and are like, well, we'll switch the house that you should have declared in the divorce proceedings even though she didn't fucking have the house yet um we'll just trade you straight up for the restaurant we really think we need this house and you can have the restaurant instead and it's like what the fucking game are you playing oh my god um but they get run out of town the sheriff is uh basically ruth's sexy uh fling yes oh my god i love that story so much (laughs) and he's this old handsome ass black man and Uh and she's still seeing him somehow on the side even though oh oh, also ruth has created a spell yeah she's she's created a spell so she can continue to communicate from the veil via a computer uh website yes a a website that yes that then, and then uh, she also uses it for cyber sex with her yes. sexy se- sheriff boyfriend. Um, <laughs> oh, it's great. Uh, the grandfather who Ruth did help kill because <laughs> he was he turned dark and he needed mm-hmm. killing. His body's in the house and he lives in the house. He's the ghost. He's Percy. So He's the, the house, house is Percy, but really it's the her grandfather's ghost that is the house and yes. is the is why they called the house Percy. So he's all, he's basically a character too. He's buried um, in the basement. Like, you know, <laughs> his bones are just chilling down there. It's just fine. There. Don't worry about it. So Percy ha- kind of hangs around. Her best friend shows up from Arizona to help her settle in and figure out what she's doing. And that's Nanette. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, the whole time Defiance is just like, I can't keep this house. I don't have any money. It's going to cost so much in taxes and insurance and upkeep and maintenance and all of that. And Roan's like, don't worry about it. And it turns out he lives in the basement. And- yes. <laughs> Imagine finding that out. <laughs> There's just this really sexy dude in your basement. It's cool. Because I always wonder. I was like, oh, he must have a key to the house. So he just goes in there and he fixes everything. He's the handyman. And like owes because he owes Ruth and everybody loved Ruth. But at any moment in time, he's there fixing something. And I'm like, how did you how do you get in? Like where? Oh, what? I assumed he lived there. I, I, I also didn't. <laughs> thought with her that he was the cat. I thought he was ink for. Oh, you did? Yes. Oh, okay. Up until the point where she, 
grandma actually is like, no, I can promise you that he and Ink are not the same. And I was like, huh. That's true because they were showing up at separate times. Yeah, they never showed up together. Mm-hmm. And I was like, he's totally the cat. Yeah. <laughs> that makes sense. That would have been And sexy. then it turns out he's not the cat, yeah. but he is a wolf. <laughs> he's totally a wolf. And he's not... His story is really interesting because he was just a wolf wolf, like just a, a born wolf. Like an and, actual... Yeah, wolf cub. And he had been caught in a trap. And as a three-year-old, there was a missing boy. And Defiance, at three, her mom and her grandmother asked her to use her powers to find the missing child because everyone was trying to... They were really upset because they knew his father had taken him. Um, it was a custody to battle or something. And she did. She used, you know, again, she's only three, so she doesn't understand magic. She just is an innate sense, yes. like, pa- source of magic and power. So she uses it, and her spell finds the kid. Unfortunately, the kid has already been killed by his dad. But in the same space, there, like, in the, in the room together is Ink, a cat that's been trapped in a cage, and this... The fox. Or the, the fox. fox. Yeah, the fox, or the, the, the wolf, wolf cub... <laughs> Who has been trapped with one of those um, leg traps, leg yes. iron traps yeah. around his around his paw. And somehow her magic allows Just Roan, the kid. Soul? and the, the kid's soul or something? Yeah. And, the, and somehow allows the wolf cub to become a, a boy, a little boy. Yes. And take Roan's place. So the mom gets his, who she thinks is her son back, but her son's actually been killed. And Rome gets to live as a wolf shifter is it, for life. He's, so he's the wolf. <laughs> he is the wolf. He gets to take the boy's body. Well, it's very interesting. It's confusing, but yes, he's so he's basically a created yeah. werewolf through magic. It's really cool. I've it's never super heard anything. I had like never that. either. Yeah. I was like, it's damn, really I didn't see that one coming. Yeah, no, <laughs> not at all. Because she just kept saying, "You're the boy." And he's like, "I'm not the boy." <laughs> I was the like, wolf that you yeah. turned into the boy oh, accidentally. So cool. Yeah. Yeah, it's so. really neat. And then, yeah, she just basically spends this book trying to find out who she is and how to use her magic. And um, she, you know, uses it to find a wedding ring and helps that lady. Then she makes an error and uses it with a guy who she thinks is looking for his missing girlfriend. But it turns out he's like basically a stalker dude. And asked her to find this woman who's trying to avoid him. And then it almost turns deadly, but they save the day. And she learns that she has to be careful with how she uses her magic. And then in the end, she does use it to save an older woman with Alzheimer's who has wandered away and is, is in danger of dying. And she saves her and puts her back with her husband and that's Mm -hmm. a good deed so she's just getting started on figuring it all out and how her magic works and how to use it and you know the kind of weighty uh choices that she has in in using it and trying trying to stay safe and hidden because obviously people are going to be after her now that she's come into her power finally and she's apparently very powerful like yeah they are beyond anything a regular witch can do yep which is the spell that's protected her from ruth this whole time and yeah. You know, so, it's time to come out. So yeah, that's basically the story. It's yeah. it's a good setup to I guess the the next three or four books that are out or coming out because she starts off small with these little spells and just using little inklings of her powers to help find these missing people and stuff. But she's gonna get into some hairy stuff just apparently with being hunted. What is up with people fucking hunting witches? Let's can we just leave them alone, please? <laughs> I would say we should, but this one seems to be other witches. Oh yes, at least they that's want to what take her power. that's what Ruth is telling yes. her to be aware of is mm-hmm. that 
it's going to be well there will be just the hunters but there's a lot of witches are going to come for her because they're dark witches already and they want to steal her power and that's what's happened to most charmlings so um whenever there's always three charmlings and when a charmling dies their power can either go if there is a newborn baby girl of that bloodline it will go into that it will go into her Uh and if not then the if a, a witch is around they can siphon off the power and take it for themselves. So people have often been killing the charmlings and taking their power. And there's only occasional, it, it coincides like it did for defiances. Someone had done that to a charmling right as she was being born. So she got, instead of the witch trying to, being successful yeah. in stealing the power, it went straight into her as a new baby because she's of the royal blood. So yeah, it's bizarre Highlander type of. It's uh, a, yeah. <laughs> Super, <laughs> super weird rules. There can only be one. <laughs> Except there can only be there, three. Yes, there are only three. And there three. is three. And there only ever are three. And if a baby is around, the baby gets the precedent and takes the power. So Yeah. Um, I liked it. I did like it. I was excited for it because I do love Dorinda. Um, we've only done the mm-hmm. one book so far on the podcast. This is our second one. We did the first of her Charlie um, Davidson, Davidson uh, where she's the Grim Reaper. Mm-hmm. And that was fun. It's just there's like 23 books in that book. Yeah. <laughs> so we can't. That is one of my favorite, favorite books though, that um, we've read so far. So it was. But yeah, it, it was. Good. And outside of the podcast, I've read the Sunshine Vikram series that she writes that's really good um not romance but i really like the way she writes so i was excited to do this i'm thinking that i'll enjoy it more as i read the rest of the stories i kind of my like criticism of this book is just that i don't know that it was a full story of its own and i think it was just the prequel basically the preamble to her and i get that we have to set up her understanding her power and stuff but i think we spent two hours with grandma trying to teach her how to do a protection (laughs) spell on herself and the first hour she wouldn't even try and then the (laughs) second hour she didn't know how and then Uh i was like this is too much of this and I'm not okay. It's like, I need us to move on from this. She was being <laughs> obstinate for no reason. And I just didn't like to be. it. Yeah, just, she just, just was difficult. And I mean, that's part of Defiance. I mean, one, her name is Defiance. Her name so. is Defiance. Yes. Come on. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, <laughs> But the other piece of it is she's so she's feeling so defeated by life because Mm -hmm. of everything, you know, that she allowed to happen with her ex. You know, she knew he wasn't a great guy and she married him and then just let him control her life in a way that's just not he and cool. his mother and yeah. his mother that's the uh-huh. thing like they put everything in her name like they it was this dude was defiance's mother yeah defiance's savings started the restaurant but for some reason they put it in his mother's name mm-hmm. and everything was in her name so then when the divorce happened he just yeah. got to keep it and i was just like that is not how things fucking mm-hmm. work <laughs> That's that just, sucks. Yeah. Anyway, this is the second book where we've had, you know, she's 44 in this book, Def- mm-hmm. Defiances. So we've had, this is our second book lately with an older 
main character, main female character who's recently divorced and had really shitty ex-husband. Yes. <laughs> who's taken things that ha- they have no right to take. And that's really upsetting me. <laughs> and they're just, yeah. And, and I don't know if it's like they're just allowing it to happen, but it doesn't seem like they're fighting it. You know, like well, with, in, with in all the, that they can fight. In the Bounty Hunter book, he used magic to do it. Remember? Her ex used magic on the paperwork. That's right. To forge her signatures. To take control of her own grandmother's fucking house which is like that has to be fucking fixed and i'm sure it will be at some point but and then in this book it wasn't magic or anything but they definitely have something going on because when they Mm -hmm. showed up at the house they totally know something bigger than what they're letting on and i was really interested at the very end like as they were leaving she said she saw a calculating look in his eye that she'd never seen before in him yeah in in her ex kyle and so so he may be back in the future then yeah but i do think we should compare a little bit defiance um and brina yeah and and brina from the midlife Midlife bounty Bounty hunter because i think it's a little bit of interest like it's an interesting comparison between these two characters the way they were written yeah Um, and they're both like women in in their their 40s recently divorced yeah by like complete assholes that have just taken them for a ride but still the characters have differences that i think are worth looking into because i i definitely have I like this one better if I'm well, going to, you know, compare. I think Brina was so uncomfortable with with her age and her ailments and her broken body and stuff that she used making fun of herself a way to cope with it. So yeah. she was always just like really downplaying or making fun of her situation and not really bringing it to light or not even really trying to grow out of it and become better. You know, like she yeah. doesn't really work on herself as much. And I think, I mean, I'm hoping... She complained about her age and her yes. body all the time. And I was like... As, and she used it. Like, she had to then re-explain, oh, it's because I'm old or it's because I'm, you know, this age. It's because I'm aging. It's anything that she'd ever gone through that was her reasoning for it. When it's just like... Or you could just like a person that's just mm-hmm. going through a really hard situation. Also, you're like, you know, you have a Bigfoot with you. <laughs> you have werewolves and stuff that are around you. Like, the situation's a lot bigger than that. It doesn't matter if you're 44 or 21. <laughs> but I think it was harder for her to accept that yeah. she is a... Is this considered middle age? What's considered middle age? Do you know? I guess. I think okay. it always was. I, I feel like now that I'm almost things. there, I'm like, yeah. nah, this ain't fucking That's middle exactly age. Middle age of what? <laughs> exactly. Middle age of what? People are living longer these days. But uh, who is uh, a middle aged woman who has gone through so much shit in her life. And so Brina didn't give up. She's still moving forward. But I think she's using her experiences and her age and how she thinks she feels as an excuse to not get they, better. It, yeah. And it became a crutch. And it just, she yeah. just focused on it too much. Like even it was too much. And I was like, I need you to not say ne- mean things about yourself in yeah. your own head. I, I just need you to not do that. I don't want to read that. And I guess it's, you know, like, like we said in that episode, we think it's probably like a baseline to mm-hmm. allow the character more growth over Too time well. but it still was hard to read i didn't enjoy it whereas in betwixt defiance doesn't do a lot of that mm-hmm. she will acknowledge that she's 44 she you know there was one point where she did mention like 
it was hard on her knees going up the stairs because <laughs> this yeah. was a, a, an old mansion, this is a three, huge house. giant three story mansion with lots of stairs. And she's mm-hmm. like, ah, these stairs, my knees aren't what they used to be. I mean, really. Um, <laughs> but by she didn't. She only did it once, and then by the end of the book, she made an offhanded comment about how, well, at least I'm getting used to the stairs now, and she yeah. was going up them easier. It became a thing. Like it was there was already progress in the one book. Now, when she was trying to learn her magic, it became evident, and her her grandmother kind of helped show her this, that part of the reason she was blocked was she was stuck seeing negative things about, like, she still was seeing all of the things she's failed at. Mm -hmm. And, like, so when she looked in the mirror, you know, and her grandma's like, what do you see? It was a bunch of negative things. Like, I see a, you know, 44-year-old woman who's divorced and lost everything to her ex and is out of shape and out of touch and all of these negative Doesn't things. have any money. That that, and, yeah. yeah. And, and broke and this and that. And those aren't positive, you know, again, those are negative thoughts and it does make it hard when you're trying to tap into a positive source like magic. Mm-hmm. And so while she sees that in herself and thinks it, she isn't at least harping on it for the whole book. It's more yeah. of a, a an undercurrent she has to kind of overcome. And she does, like her grandmother's like, well, now use the part that you've hidden <laughs> to look at yourself anew. And she basically finds this new version and it is, you know, I had to fall and be at rock bottom so I could rise. Yes. Is what she basically says in that section. And it's so, it's a lot more empowering to read. And she and her friend, she has a friend, which was very different than Brianna. Like Brianna's just hanging out with her cousin kind or her ex's cousin. Her uh, her ex's cousin. (laughs) Her ex's cousin. And they don't really like each other kind of maybe. Well, because he's trying to protect her. But that. Well, yeah, yeah, but it's hard to say. And he maybe is super (laughs) sad. And we're not sure. Um, <laughs> but at least in, in this book, I did like we had Annette who is super fun and like she's there to stand up for Defiance when mm-hmm. Defiance won't stand up for herself. And like, <laughs> I Which love is a, her. A lot. Oh my God. She's the, she's the best friend that we all need. And she's like, she sees Roan. Or wait, did she ever actually see Roan? Yeah, I she does. Towards- eventually she starts to see him when he shows when the um kyle and his mom are there that's and right. annette's sitting there she's like i'm not leaving i'm staying no. here like because yeah uh defiance was trying to shit sh- you know yeah sh- tell her to leave the room she can have talk to them herself and <laughs> annette was like and oh was like, hell no, yeah. no. Nope. i'm sitting right here you're not talking to these bitches <laughs> alone so awesome. and then roan came in and basically like just started making out with defiance and was like oh who are you two i didn't even see you there <laughs> And Roan is, uh, he, you guys, he's a shifter. So obviously, you know, he's, he's like, six you know, foot five and gorgeous. Just gorgeous. Red muscle hair with tan, like, golden silver, muscle hair, silver, silver beard. Fox, you know, so he's got like the, yeah, and tattoos and just like fucking beautiful. And he interrupts this because he could hear, obviously, he knows that he knows what's going on. And he interludes and it's just so beautiful and it's so sexy she just comes in and starts making out with her like yep that's it oh my god it was so hot it was so good i love those things i I mean she didn't need saving per se but she did need she needed support yes right because she's already lost to these two yeah and so she's still got that mindset of They've beaten her. They've defeated her. And so she is still like, again, I don't think another person would have even let them in the house. I really, I mean, it's hard to say. It's hard to say exactly what anybody would do in in an exact situation. But man, I was like, shut the door in their face. The second she opened the door and it was him, I was like, nope, 
Shut it, shut it right now. <laughs> don't even engage in conversation with those fuckers. They do not deserve your time. They and the fact that they have shown up in Salem, fucking Massachusetts, yes. two days after you inherit a magical house, is so sketchy. And totally. I don't want to. I just anyway. So she didn't directly need saving, saving, but she needed everyone to support her. She needed yeah. Nanette to stay there and like say nasty shit to the lady. Yes, <laughs> about how her anti-aging pills don't work. <laughs> love it <laughs> and she needed ronan to come in and just like make out with her yes. her ex-husband and show her as the desirable fucking awesome woman she is and then she needed the sheriff to come in and be like bitches i've got a restraining out. order for your fucking asses yes. you're not even allowed in the town <laughs> yes oh that was a beautiful moment i loved that moment i that will awesome. haul you into prison or to jail so fast your heads will spin get the fuck out <laughs> That's the thing about toxic people and having them in your lives is once they know that they have you and how they can control you, they will continue to do it. And as someone who is – because she doesn't seem combative, you know, like defiance is just like – she's just a normal person trying to find her own, right? And she's nice and they took advantage of her. And so when they showed up, her defenses went down. And even though she's like, I could take care of this, I could do this on my own, I think a part of her was still, I am afraid of them still. Of course. And she had this, and I love her dad's at the end too, because she does have, she has, she has a handful of mantras she keeps saying. They're not mantras because they're not helpful, but, um, (laughs) I guess saying is that she keeps reiterating because she thinks somehow, I don't know, that she she wants to stand on her own. She wants to, mm-hmm. to she doesn't want to ask for help. So she keeps saying this one, especially about them, is, well, I made my bed, I have to lie in it, mm-hmm. in the sense that she's the one that married Kyle, so therefore it's her fault. And she's the only, like, she doesn't want anyone to help her f- try to fix the Kyle situation. And I'm like, it is not bad to go, especially when you're being taken advantage of, mm-hmm. to go, I need help in this situation. Yeah. Like, yes, you did. Like, there, I think that saying is more about other types of consequences that you have to, like, if you do something, say, a person chooses to drive drunk and gets a ticket yeah. and then spends the next years, you know, paying off that ticket and like all yeah. the things that come along with it. That is the situation of, well, I made That's my bed, bed. I have to lie mm-hmm. in it. You made a choice that you now have to face the direct consequences of. That's yes. not the same thing as marrying someone who you thought, you know, you were in love with and then it turning bad. Yeah. And that's not a con- – like him getting to steal everything from her and, and that's not a consequence. You are no. now continuing to allow poor choices to dictate your life. And instead, if you just ask for help – her dads are like, we have lawyers and we'll fucking pay them <laughs> to fix this. Like, that's what we do. That's what dads do. That's what families do. That's what friends do. Like, she didn't tell anyone she allowed them to take the restaurant. Yeah. No one knew. No one knew. And she just, everyone kept asking her, like, well, what about the restaurant? Don't you have income from that? And she's just like, no. <laughs> Yeah, and if she had just fucking talked to the banker that kept coming to her. Oh, God, I can't even get into that one bit. I needed that to not be part of this book. (laughs) That reminded me of, like, uh, Sweet Home Alabama, where um, 
uh, Reese Witherspoon's lawyer kept trying to get a hold of her. She's like, ah, don't, I, I don't need to be bothered by you. You know, come back later. I, I told you I said, you know, all of that. And she, and right when she was about to get married to Patrick Dempsey, he was like, uh, he signed the papers for her ex-husband, but you mm-hmm. didn't. And it's like, if you'd have just stopped and talked to this dude, you wouldn't be in this weird situation. <laughs> like, <laughs> you know, yeah. Daphne would know that she's got all this money. Which, exactly. Okay, can I just say that I understand that the grandmother was trying to protect her because she's a very powerful witch. However, I think at some point when she becomes an adult, I think it would be okay for you to reach out and be like, hey, obviously, you know, you weren't born from your dad's. So I am your grandmother. Here's the situation. Let's work on your powers very slowly. I'm going to lift this spell. We're going to grow together. You know what I mean? Like I have not heard (laughs) A single reason why that could not have happened. I don't know why he didn't. I get that children are way more vulnerable, and yes. they and most and when she does finally touch her power and connect, and she mm-hmm. sees the history, and she sees the original magic women that made the charmlings, and then yes. she sees the history of the charmlings and how many are killed as infants, like so many. Um, historically, that's when they are the most vulnerable and lose their lives. I get that I need to hide her away throughout childhood. Yes. But I'm feeling about 24 or 25. You go, hey, lady. Will you drop down your insurance because you're a responsible driver? You can now now rent a car. Now, yes. You can now access your powers. Now you could be a witch. (laughs) Like, that's about the timing. That makes sense to me, at least. But yeah, yes. I don't. I, there's no excuse for why she couldn't have stepped in like 20 years ago. Yeah, yeah. And or started that, teaching her this stuff. Or, or if her her dads were had contacted Ruth and be like, "Hey, I think she's ready. I think this is time. She needs to learn how to protect herself. How to, you know, how to work her magic and stuff. We don't want to wait until it's too late. You know, I mean, you are be- actually. I don't know if they have a long lifespan or not they probably i don't know nobody knows how did ruth die we don't know okay i thought someone said she got sick okay i feel like roan said that okay yes i think you're right i think she did get sick because at some point they were like is she really dead because she's talking beyond the veil through this (laughs) yeah we had to go see her body and (laughs) but she got to the mortuary yeah so but anyway i'm just thinking you know i think that this could have been avoided in a sense that 100 percent. and then she could have been she, I think, would have had a little bit more self-confidence in herself to not oh, to yeah. have to go through the situation that she went through with Kyle. Well, because yeah, I don't feel like she married Kyle young. Yeah, maybe. Oh, yeah. Maybe not in her 20s. I don't know. That story we don't know either, right? Well, I don't know how long they were. But I did, well, when I say young, I mean like straight out of high school or college. I feel okay. like sometime in the 20s. But she, I don't think it was super early. Right, right. So I think we, if she had started learning magic from I met her grandmother in like her early to mid-20s, she would have avoided Kyle yeah (laughs) I could have just gone away with that but the other part is and I know this hasn't come back it was just one sentence said at the very beginning and I can't believe that Dorinda or not Dorinda Defiance hasn't like brought it back up yet and been like oh well that explains some things is she offhandedly comments in the beginning of the book that weird things are attracted to her like if there's a person or an animal with a weird like off center kind of personality or behavior they would find her and she would you know like make random friends or she would help them with their day or whatever and so you know Ruth doesn't acknowledge that there are different types of creatures in the world that can sense her regardless of her even being hidden Mm -hmm. and so I'm just like hello you were already like even though you were kind of hidden you were still vulnerable 
like at and she they left her unaware for so long for so long and it wasn't yeah i mean like i love her dads i think that they're great people but i think that they could have stepped in at least at some point be like look here's the thing she does they also don't really talk about like her asking questions about where she came from because obviously she knows she's adopted so it's like she knew she was adopted all along yeah i mean maybe she didn't need that you know some some people don't want to know but i don't know i think well she struggles with it in the book because she had always kind of thought she'd find her her mom and then the first thing she finds out is that her mom is already dead and died when she was three and that's why she got put up and then she still kind of thinks about what she maybe she could try to find her dad because her mom never even acknowledged who her dad was so no one knows so ruth doesn't even know and that'll be interesting to see if that happens in any of the books and if he's some kind of warlock with powers or something and that he's maybe not dead and that she's got maybe not dead (laughs) oh then she has three dads but he can't be an asshole. He has no, to be a nice guy. Let him please be a don't nice guy. make him be an asshole. I want him to be like, I didn't know I had a daughter. Yeah. <laughs> and just like super loves her and everything is beautiful and great. See, see we're we're so sappy. <laughs> we do. We want everything to be just wonderful. I need her and Ron to fuck. Oh my god. So you guys, there's no <laughs> sex in this book. But the sexual tension that happens between her and this beautiful, beautiful wolf chaperone is really great. I, I love how she writes how Dorinda writes their interaction and stuff. And he's like, Okay, I love the handyman. They're just fucking <sighs> awesome. But also he wears a kilt and he's got, you know, sparkly red hair and just uh, mm. and just soft spoken, very nice. I mean, they have these encounters and for some reason they're like always in the bathroom. <laughs> There's a lot of bathroom encounters. <laughs> My favorite one is when she walks over him. Oh fuck that to- is so good. <laughs> he's like- underneath the sink <laughs> yes. and she's like, "Hey, I just want to look at the mirror real quick, just a second. And he's like, "All right, I'll move." And she's like, and she just she's already moving to step over him as he's like, "I'll move." So basically, he like sits up into her crotch and she tries to <laughs> knee him because she's like, "No, my my lady bits." <laughs> Her, her automatic response is to me. <laughs> and so then he like jujitsu's her down to the ground. Oh, it was so fucking sexy. So, so she yes. doesn't knee him in the face. No. Nope. And he ends up on top of her. Then, then they don't even kiss. And I'm like, why no. is this why? not a sex scene? <laughs> oh my God. Why is none of it a sex scene? <laughs> Because then there's like the very end scene after because she obviously doesn't know that he's a wolf yet, but she figures it out because he gets hurt because he's protecting her from the bad guy and all of that stuff. The guy who had lost his girlfriend. Not his girlfriend, though. The stalker asshole who's trying to kill everyone because he's just a piece of shit man. You are very right about that. He claims to he calls her his girlfriend. She's trying to escape He does. Yes. But anyway. (laughs) We're not taking his narrative, though. No, we're not. We're not. (laughs) We're not giving him any credit. But Roan is recovering on the couch because he got hurt. And he's like, why don't you just come join me? Because she went down to check on him. And I think this was the time that she saw both Ink and Roan at this time. Yeah, the first and only time she saw them together. So it really did prove the fact that he was not Ink. Yes. I had really thought he was Ink for up until the wolf showed up. And then I was like, oh, no, he's a wolf. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't think that at all. That did not cross my mind. Oh, yeah. A hundred fucking ten percent. The second, I was like, okay, I guess if he's not ink, and then the, we get a wolf, and I'm like, ah, that, he's a wolf. He's, yep. <laughs> I was like, that dude is for sure a shifter. There's just no way this dude's not a shifter. Well, for some reason, I just kept thinking, because they did, I don't know if there were like references back to a, a red wolf or something. I don't know, but that's why I didn't think he was ink, because I was like, oh, a wolf and a cat are different. I don't know. Maybe that was something inside my brain. I keep mm-hmm. playing with my wire, and I know it's picking up, <laughs> so I need to stop. <laughs> 
But anyway, so yeah, there's that point where she's like, uh, no, I'm not, I'm not gonna lay down with you, even though she thinks about it. But it's like, woman, just do it. Just I know, I know. Well, to lay down. He's hurt. He said all him. kinds of fun, sexy things to her throughout the book he's yes. he made out with her in front of her ex yes and he's just like Ugh. she's like well, i don't, don't want to take advantage of him i'm like i'm sorry this is not being taken nothing is being no one's no. being taken advantage of here <laughs> no now i do it does turn out that i feel like i'm happy she got to find out the information about him before they did cross mm-hmm. any really big lines okay um he's worried that she will think he's up, you know that she'll be up off offended by him because he's a wolf and obviously that's not the case and then well she's also it, a witch so well, i she's think a she'd witch, be okay so with like, that <laughs> well i have the feeling that there aren't shifters in this world oh that this is, is very particular situation. like he is accidentally created by her so my guess is that and her her grandmother didn't say anything about shifters she said the only other thing that existed were demons so there was a moment that i thought he was probably a demon <laughs> oh, I didn't even put that together. Yeah, one of the it was one of their first conversations where she asked her grandmother about what else there was, if witches are real, what else is there? And she's like, well, there's okay. only demons, but they get a bad rap. <laughs> oh my God, you're right. I didn't even think about that. And so I was that. like, well, I guess Ron could be a demon if he's not the cat. <laughs> and then we met a wolf and I was like, oh, he's a wolf. <laughs> yeah, as soon as he showed up in that the woods. Yeah. Oh, that's so true. I didn't put that together. That maybe yeah. that there aren't, and he is a special, and he might, he must have some, and I hope they go into detail about this if they do in the future books. Have some type of like his powers are more enhanced or something. Can his sister's quote unquote creator is around him, you know, or he gets to see or feel different things or something. I don't know, but I don't know. I just need that to happen because yeah, no, it needs. To Here's happen. the one thing that we ha- like we didn't get sex in midlife bounty hunter and we didn't get sex in this book and i know that yeah. like we're both of them will eventually get there i'm mm-hmm. sure but i'm like why couldn't the first book in these you know 40 year old characters yeah. lives also include sex look we get them in the faded mates look kalina and i are like insta love is like every other book we it's, read so where's yes. my fucking sex for my 40 year old characters right. because you know what casual sex is more realistic than insta love so yeah. let's make this happen well at least I believe that. I think. Oh, yeah. I, you know, I don't believe yeah. in love. Yeah, so. exactly. <laughs> I definitely don't believe in the love. You know, like that's that is. Uh, I, I'm not complaining. I do like the where the this arc is going. I do like the story. I like the characters and stuff. She I think does you're right. Tension building is good. Like, I mean, there's like from the very first moment, <laughs> she's walking around on her cell phone talking to Annette. She walks. You know, she's in the house. And somehow, I don't know why it even started happening, but they were talking about Defiance's vagina. And she's just loudly proclaiming that more people have entered her vagina than, (laughs) like, all kinds of comparison to other things that I guess people go into a lot. Oh, I love the bickering between those two. It's she's so just like, good. my vagina has seen so much action. You don't even know. And then she stops dead because there's a half naked dude in her kitchen who's just like, tell me more about your vagina. <laughs> and that's her first meeting with Roan. And then she picks up some like weird tool because she thinks she's going to fight him off or something. But yes, the first conversation he hears out of her mouth is about, she calls it something though, or, or yeah, it's it's a really good bantering between it's those really two. It's really funny. It, yeah. Yeah. Her special lady place or something. I don't yes, know. Yes. 
It's very good. It's and so, yeah. So, like, from the beginning, because then she just, like, stands there and ogles him for a solid, yes. like, five minutes. <laughs> yeah. And he's like, all right. And then he puts his shirt on. He's yes. constantly without his shirt. And he waits for her to take a really good look. And then he puts, and it, then on. He puts it on. And I'm yeah. like, mm. Mm-hmm. So he's and he calls her beautiful and like yeah he's so many oh, yeah God. it is it's really good I was surprised to hear though that he lived in the house <laughs> she's like yeah that didn't surprise yeah. me at all I totally so I was just like mm, he lives down the street in you know <laughs> a really tiny house next to the mansion <laughs> I was like no this dude lives in here oh <laughs> uh, that's so good okay so speaking of Roan let's do our kiss and tell okay so because the characters are in their quote-unquote midlife i'm saying that because i really just don't know what the the timing is i don't either roan is 100 percent a silver fox in this case he's like a silver wolf like one of the (laughs) chapter titles right after we meet him is something along her chapter titles are always really long things they're not like just titles right yeah it's something along the lines of it's like a quote sometimes super uh, or uh silver in the beard is super sexy says all women everywhere Yes, yes. <laughs> Something like that. Yep. Something along that line. Like, mm-hmm. men, please leave leave the silver in your beard, says all women everywhere. Yes. Something, Something along that, that silver sexy foxness. 100%, I agree. So let's talk about our favorite silver foxes at the moment, um, since Roan is our silver fox for the book. Is there? So let's try to tie this into our fun fuck fact as well. Do you have a, like a good description of what people would consider a silver fox? I mean, I don't. it's just, okay, so it's older men, obviously. And with have, gray, it's basically graying, gray yeah. hair, gray beard. And we've actually come across a couple of articles that are calling women silver foxes as well. So silver hair silver white hair Mm -hmm. so for men it's the hair and the beard the mustache and all of that Mm -hmm. so i have one do you have one sure (laughs) i have a very recent one at least for our timeline yes i do too and his name is oscar isaac do you know him yeah god that man is fucking sexy he gets better with age too yes he does because at first because he's always playing a bad guy at least his Mm -hmm. younger roles he was a bad guy so it's like i fucking hate that guy but he's such a like from what i've read and and seen of him he's really a good person like and really nice and stuff god he's fucking sexy yeah he is i think most recently plays the moon knight on oh in that marvel show yes marvel yep right yeah because it's on disney Mm -hmm. i believe but he's also a musician like a really talented musician Mm -hmm. and has an amazing voice and uh i think he plays guitar and stuff and it's just fucking gorgeous and he's got the speckled grays and whites inside of his hair and just this amazing smile and he's got beautiful eyes i just I'm in love. <laughs> He's gorgeous. So just a few months ago, The Lost City, the movie The Lost City came out with Sandra Bullock and Channing Tatum, where she's a <laughs> romance author and he's her cover model. And uh, Daniel Radcliffe kidnaps her to try to find the real Lost City because he so thinks she great. can. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And Channing Tatum comes to save her, but he calls up this the, the trainer, Jack Trainer, Yeah, Jack. Who turns, <laughs> who turns out to be Brad Pitt. And he comes to help, and he's so fucking sexy in that movie, and he's in it for all of like five fucking minutes. Yes, he's not. Um, But he's so he's got that silver sexiness going Mm -hmm. on. He's his hair's grown out for the movie, or maybe it's a wig. I don't fucking know. It looked real, so I'm gonna go with real. Yeah, (laughs) but it's still silvery. It's like that blonde silver because he's Uh you know he's not really a dark haired man, so it's kind of like that mixture of silver and blonde as opposed to the salt. 
and pepper and then his his beard's all gray and he's all like in camo and and like loose jeans yes. oh, his jeans oh those fucking so jeans hot and i mean yeah. channing tatum's fucking gorgeous but oh, yeah. the yeah, second yeah. he gets off the plane and the guy who we're meeting is brad pitt i'm like ooh, i hope he's in the movie oh, for the rest yeah. of the so good it was a great casting for him to because then he he's this character that's just like and he saves her and like yeah. and she's all like who are you why yeah. are you so handsome uh, why are you so handsome and then he's my dad was a weatherman oh yes he did say that. <laughs> i may have seen the movie many times now that it's available oh uh for streaming i've watched oh it God. many many times it's a fucking great movie that's so one of the good. few just straight laugh out loud movies that I've discovered lately. But yes, and that Silver Sexy Fox is Brad Pitt. He's super hot. I think that is fucking perfect. Actually, I want to see um, Bullet Train because... Oh, I want to see Bullet Train so yeah. bad. It's on my list. He looks... I mean, he looks good in that one, even though it's he's not as... I guess... I don't want to say clean cut because he wasn't clean cut in the Sandra Bullock movie. But oh, he's not clean cut at all in no, Sandra Bullock movie. I think he's looking just scruffy. Dirty, I think he's getting scruffy. And dir- yeah. Oh, it's so sexy. But also, everything he's doing right now i think he's just like yes aaron taylor johnson's in that too so i don't know who that is he's kick-ass i don't know who that is <laughs> he's quicksilver i don't know who that oh, is yeah. <laughs> he's a beautiful man i'm looking up i will look it up uh it does look like in bullet trade they his hair's a little less silvery it's like okay. they dyed it a bit and it's not super long so we'll have to see but yeah he's fucking gorgeous oh, but still yeah no it's it's brad pitt y'all aaron taylor johnson tangerine what? oh that's his character's name in, in bullet train i'm looking oh it up, so but i had to go find him <laughs> and see if there's anything i've seen him in Oh, he's in Tenet. I love Tenet. He is in Tenet. He plays the um, one of the soldier peoples. I fucking love that movie. That yeah. movie. Oh, yeah. That, that's yeah. a handsome ass fucking man. <laughs> Denzel's Washington's son. Son, yeah. Jonathan. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep. That's a fuck. And he's not a silver fox. He's just gorgeous as is. But not yet. He will be. Oh, yeah. <laughs> John David Washington is hot. Anyway, I'm going down a rabbit hole of hot men now. Hold on. <laughs> we'll save that for a different time. <laughs> What's the article you have? The article I have, so it's not great, you guys, but it's kind of funny. <laughs> not funny. It's just a good article. Well, no, I can't say anything positive other than I found an article. <laughs> It's on the NewYorkPost.com, which, you know, that's why I'm not super thrilled about it. <laughs> but it's called Why Some Men Consider Themselves Silver Foxes Instead of Old and Gray by Aaron Keller. Uh, it's from June 14th, 2022. So very recently. And it's basically just a really quick survey that was conducted across 2000 men, all generations, asking them about aging and their appearance and how they kind of are feeling. Half the participants currently had gray hair. 44% of them were self-conscious about it. 38% of them chose to dye their hair, their grays. With 70% of participants worrying that their gray hair makes them look older and 42% worry that others will find them less attractive with their silver hair. So obviously, you know, the pressure to look young and be attractive is across gender. It's not just on women. But here we are saying how sexy gray men are. So maybe that'll help a little bit. Maybe not. But graying, you know, it can start early. And so they found that... 50 is around the age that the participants thought was appropriate to start graying. And that's not, I know people who all started graying before 50. So <laughs> I'm like, oops. Yeah. The, um, me, for instance. Yeah. Oh, my hair. <laughs> 
Um, <laughs> is that okay? So can I ask you? Yeah. Like why you won't let your hair? Well, I guess because your hair isn't naturally that dark. That's the thing. I've gotten yeah, into a pickle right. hair wise. Mm-hmm. See, if my hair was this color naturally, I wouldn't dye the, the silver. I do love your silver and I would let mine come in like that. But my hair, I haven't had natural hair color since I was maybe 12. <laughs> So I no longer, A, know what it would be (laughs) if I even tried. It's probably some nondescript brown, honestly. Yeah, probably. And I can't, the transition right now would be so long. It would be very, because I couldn't look very weird for a while. (laughs) Because I can't get this dark out, right? There's no real healthy way to get it out. Yeah. And so it'd just be a lot of growing it out. And my hairstylist and I actually talked about it during COVID because I couldn't get it dyed for, you know, like a whole mm-hmm. year. And she's like, well, if this is this is the time <laughs> to just That's go true. natural if you're going to do it. And I was uh-huh. like, no, <laughs> I don't want to do that. So it's not so much about hiding the gray it, uh-huh. as it is about this is the color. I, I just am picking a color. Right. I was blonde and I was dyeing it blonde when I was blonde. And now I'm brunette and I'm dyeing it brunette. Yep. And I am adding blue for my 40th birthday. Oh, yay. I'm doing a whole big middle section of blue, like in the middle, so that I can oh, like, okay. wear it up and stuff. Oh, yeah. and then it'll be like streaky blue and just like little stripes. Yeah, I, cool. I talked to her about it yesterday and I was like, this is what I want to do. And she's like, Hell, today? And I was yes. like, no, <laughs> we have to plan this out. December. <laughs> and I said December, yes, because my next hair appointment is October before Chimmy's wedding. And I didn't think that would be an appropriate time to just decide to do blue hair i mean i know but i was just like nope let's do it right before my 40th birthday in december it's gonna be my my present to myself and so she's super excited about it too so that's my yeah again i you know i know i dye my hair but it's not it's not because i don't like the gray it's just i'm i can't be i can't be this color and gray yeah it's it's a very very hard transition trust me i did that transition yeah when i went when my hair was bleached for a very long time because my hairdresser aka my cousin at the time was like i don't like your grades i'm like leave my fucking grades alone she's like i'm covering your grades and i said please don't touch my grades and so she covered them (laughs) with bleach and i was like fuck so then it took about a year maybe two it was a very long time for Mm -hmm. it all like all that bleach to finally be gone that i can cut my hair and that my grades came so i was very different colors Mm -hmm. for a very long time but i didn't have to just keep cutting it off as it came in but it is it's a very weird transition you do look really funny (laughs) yeah i'm not exactly sure when or if i will make that choice but yeah Someday, maybe. Sure. Again, if I had the naturally dark hair with the silver I, coming I in, get what you're that's saying. so yeah. pretty. It is. I think it is a different look than like a brown or a really light, mm-hmm. light hair. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I get it. So someday, maybe I'll stop coloring it. But it's just what I've been doing for. 30x yeah. amounts of years. So. Uh, yeah. Oh, I'm excited for the blue. I think that's going to look awesome. I'm super excited. So she's got a whole plan. She wrote it all down and put it in the December plan. Oh, nice. So I was like, <laughs> okay. All right. <laughs> So yeah, so this article, yeah, we'll just share it. But basically, 45% of men feel pressure to look younger than they are. So that's too bad. And we want to say, be sexy and silver. Be sexy and (laughs) silver. Yes. Women of all ages seem to dig it. Yeah. So. I think so. Just saying. 
Okay, well, guys, look, there is no sex in this book. We anticipate it coming up in the next coming books. But we are left with a cliffhanger at the very end <laughs> after Daphne just kind of just figures out or, or, you know, saves these people, finds the woman, the old woman who had Alzheimer's and is recovering and stuff. And she has a conversation with Ruth about her mom. Yeah, she re- can read Ruth's diary. And at the very end of the diary... There's some indication that Ruth killed her mother. Mm-hmm. It, it, that I mean, that was pretty much it. Daphne says, Ruth, did you kill my mother? End credits. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. Book yep. is done. Thank you for choosing Audible. Yeah. We hope you have enjoyed this. <laughs> this has been an Audible Can production. <laughs> so if you guys want to know, like we do, we'll have to get into book two, which is, which is cool. called Beguiled. Mm. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You're welcome. No, it's not. It's called Bewitched. <laughs> Beguiled <laughs> is book three. <laughs> Bewitched, Beguiled, and then Moonlight and Magic, for some reason, is book four, which doesn't fit the previous naming traditions. The nomenclature is not the same. I'm kind of bothered by that. (laughs) I can't handle that. I don't like it. She's like, there's no more big words. There's got to be. We'll have to think of some for her. Yeah. And tell her what she should have named the book. Yeah. (laughs) Here's our suggestions. Uh, okay. Uh, All right. Well, you want to just rate it then? Yeah. Yep. I or think do we that's have what we do. anything else to say? I mean, literally, that's how the book ends. Yeah. I mean, no, we don't have anything else. I've already said my piece about mm-hmm. the book. Mm-hmm. Like, it's just not that long. A lot of little things and also nothing happens in it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's weird, but it's also fun. And the characters yeah. are fun. And Dorinda just can... That's one thing she really does well Dorinda's is write yes. c- characters well. Mm-hmm. And her women are strong, cool, kind of quirky women with quirky names. Well, yeah, with quirky names for sure. Yeah, I love her style of writing. Mm-hmm. I'm giving this book a seven. I think that's a very reasonable number. Yeah. I do think it's going to get better. Obviously, we'll be able to rate sex when that comes. Yeah. And, and I think it'll be really good. I think the sexual tension is worth mm-hmm. the book. Like, it's not that's true. completely devoid of hotness just because there's no actual sex in it it's true and i can make my own fun time with throne <laughs> and i do i mean what <laughs> uh there's just I, I, you know i mentioned the handful of little things that kind of bugged me about the book the obstinacy for obstinacy's sake yeah like it wasn't her whole personality but there was that one just that scene of her just define not doing the spell just because she didn't want to it just didn't make i was just like Someone is telling your life is literally on the line and all it would take for you to fix it is to do a hand movement in the air and you're just like (laughs) saying no because you are being difficult and I don't get that. (laughs) Yeah, for sure. Mine was that the grandmother just didn't step in sooner. Yeah. As but, when, when she it'd came, be a different book. Became, but, you it know. would be. I Yeah, I totally get that. But, you know, let's oh. not keep her down. She's struggling already. And and the banker. Like, he oh. just didn't need to show. Like, he kept showing up to tell her she was rich and inherited all this yeah. money from her grandmother. And she kept blowing him off and not listening to him. And I'm like, either he just needed to not show up until the end or she needed to listen. He's a fucking banker. Yes. Bankers don't come 
come to your door. He even said Do, that. Have you literally has a banker ever just no. shown up trying to talk to you like three times? No. Guess no. who they show up for? Rich fucking people. Yes, That's where do. bankers go. They don't come to my door and are just like, hey, Kalina, how's it going? <laughs> just checking in. I'm your banker. I've got this $750 check for you from the government. <laughs> yeah. Polis doesn't walk up with a check, you know? No. Bankers only talk to rich people. So mm-hmm. if he's come to your door three times, listen to him. Let's, let's just listen to him. Yeah. yeah it just was get... the one person she would not listen to. She listened to everybody else's side stories <laughs> yes. about who's lost and their wedding rings and this and that. But this banker shows up and nope. she's like, I don't have time for you. I will I... talk to you in a day. <laughs> I'm like, what? he's here to take my house. I've got two more days to keep this house. Oh, oh. <laughs> We didn't talk about her silly belief uh, in the three-day rule. Yeah. Or we did talk about it, didn't we? A little we? bit. Okay. She made up a rule in her head and stuck with it. And then eventually she told him, like, oh, I have three days and then I can get out of it. And everyone's like, no, what that's not a thing. About? <laughs> you uh, have to have a really good reason to cancel a real estate contract. It's so good. It's you can't just funny. be like, three days, I changed my mind. <laughs> Anyone who's bought a house knows that, like... Uh, once you're in the process, you only have like a f- couple of times where you can really get out of it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, All right. That's fun. Cool. Um, oh, I didn't write down our next book. I know what it is. Yay. So it is The Vow by Danica Dark and narrated by Nicole Poole. And we are reading this book because right now is Native American History Month, mm-hmm. or just Native History Month, I guess is the more accurate title. And let me find it. I have something. Well, anyway, I can't find the thing I was trying to find, but th- this story has, centers a Native character and their shifters. Okay, awesome. So we're going to be reading that for, you know, it's kind of very hard. I've taken, <laughs> I've spent a lot of time trying to find. Yeah, it's um, hard to find the ones that fit in this. And I want to make sure it's written us. by a Native mm-hmm. um, author and not just you know, a white author writing Native characters, right. um, like I found in the past, <laughs> accidentally. <laughs> but this is the Black Arrowhead series is what it's called by Danica Dark. And so, yeah, The Vow. That's Great. what we're going to read. Join us for that. And in the meantime, we would love to hear from you on all of our social media. You can find us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at Books, or email us directly at shdirtybooks at gmail.com. And in all those places, it is shush, 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 <laughs> with three H's. It's not shush. Don't type shush. And you can visit us on our website at dirtybooks.com and most places that you can find podcasts. Anywhere you guys can rate, review, subscribe to us, that would be amazing. And we'd love it if you contacted us. Thank you so much for the music, Jim Townsend. With that, we'll say goodnight. This is Selah. And this is Kalina. And we'll see you later. Bye. Bye-bye. Yeah, you've been listening to Shh, Reading Dirty Books with Kalina and Selah. Be sure to tune in to the next episode for some more of your dirty books read to you. And if you're listening on a format that allows you to give a rating, please do that for them.